Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. This week we look back on huge wins for John Rahm and Matthew Wolfe and preview the upcoming Scottish Open. Hi guys, Justin Rose here and welcome to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, my name's Tom Clark and I am joined as ever by Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Hello. I'm not very well. I've oh. cold. I don't know if you can hear that. Hopefully you can't. But yeah, I was in Italy this weekend in 35 degree heat and I came back with a cold. So I don't know how that happened. But Do you know, you're just burning the candle at both ends, I think, Elliot. That's the issue, isn't it? Yeah, I should have been working from home today, but had to come in for the pot, oh. you know? Because <laughs> you got a cold. Yeah, I've done some quite bad sneezes this morning. <laughs> It's not really safe oh for me to be in the office, you know. Oh dear. I've I've also sound like I've got a bit of a croaky throat, but I'm not ill. I just uh, did a lot of shouting over the weekend. I think played a fair amount of cricket. I hear you said earlier that somebody gave you a bit of abuse on the cricket pitch for your lack of quiz skills. No, it wasn't abuse. It was just a bit of bit of banter, bit of podcast banter on the cricket field, uh, which was good. It was quite good fun. So yeah, but yeah, played did a lot of cricket, lots of cricket, lost enough. So lost in a final yesterday, Elliot. T20 Essex League uh, competition. Won our semi-final against Bellas. Very good game. And then we lost to Wanstead in the final, which was a, which we were very happy with. Cause, yeah, congratulations. Because uh, Wanstead were a very good team and they were national champions. Nobody uh, remembers who came second, though, did they? Well, I, well, I do, because I was I was second. So, uh, yeah, no. Well, it that's was, a good achievement. Yeah, no, it was a good, good week. Because you're chairman of the club, aren't you? I am. Howardwood. Proud moment for you? Yeah, it was very good, very good, very good. And to be honest with you, I shouldn't really be playing in that team. But I, you Was know. this the seconds? No, no, this is first 11. Oh, right. Full on malarkey. I didn't do much, but uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm all about, really. I just organise and shout at people. So, um, no, good, good weekend, although I am very tired this morning and my voice is going a little bit. Um, so, and no golf over the weekend because you were sunny up in, in Italy. Correct. Uh, I don't know what I'm next playing, actually. So oh, no. I've bought a new pencil bag, though, and I've put all my clubs in it, and I'm really excited to go and use it. So possibly some evening golf this week. Yeah. So, yeah, when you say, oh, I don't know when I'm going to play golf again, you're actually going to play this week, yeah? Yeah, probably. Yeah, of course. Uh, and there was pretty good golf this weekend. That just happened. Actually, very exciting golf, I thought. Finally, I feel like we've had a few dull weeks with the likes of Ches mm. Reavy and, oh, you know. Very harsh on Mr. Reavy there. Smaller names winning, albeit we had some good stories last week. But yeah, two very good winners this week with big names and surely going to have massive futures ahead of them. Yeah, a big name at the moment and a big name for the future, I think. So uh, so let's talk about the the Irish Open first. John Rahm won his second Irish Open. And when I looked at the leaderboard on Saturday evening, I was not expecting to see John Rahm lift the trophy on Sunday because... He was a fair way back, and the reason why he did win is because he shot 62 in the final final round, and he won by two. He made eight birdies and an eagle on Sunday, and he ended up finishing two ahead of Bernd Wiesberger and Andy Sullivan. Rahm now has eight wins since turning pro three years ago. He's also becomes the first man to win three Rolex Series events, if anyone cares about that. Uh, Wiesberger, Robert Rock, and Paul Waring all qualified for the Open in a week or so. And it was very well supported, as it always is in Ireland, with over 86,000 fans attending the tournament. 
There you go. All the talk of Rory McIlroy not playing, the fans still turned up and a brilliant atmosphere. The Irish love their golf, love their booze as well. Saw some pictures of all the pubs absolutely rammed. It looked like a, a real party festival atmosphere. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, You're right you, over there. Yeah, yeah you've just, uh, you've just uh, done the most uh, stereotypical comments ever about the Irish, but you're probably right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, and you know, I think that the, the point that you've made there about everyone talking about Rory not being there, but look who wins it, you know, a huge name, top 10 player, absolute superstar, former winner of the event, just played absolutely superb golf. And I thought the whole event was, I thought the course looked looked incredible. Um, and it just looked like a really good fun event um, with some great golf playing. And the more we have of these events, the better, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Rafa Cabrera-Bello, I would say, almost choked, really. He had four bogeys on the start of his back nine, uh, in the first six holes of his back nine, which... Um, which is a shame because I thought he was he was going to win. We got uh, Nigel in the office says that Rafa Cabrera doesn't win golf tournaments, and I think he kind of showed that again at the weekend. Yeah, well, he yes, I know he, he, that's true. I think he's also very hard, harsh on Rafa. I know he he did not play his best golf on that Sunday, but I think saying it's a choke is again a bit <laughs> full on because this guy's come through shot sixty two. But yeah, so he had four bogeys from holes 10 to 15, I believe, and he lost by three. So really, it was just those bogeys that cost him. I know, but that, yeah, there's only bogeys, though. I still think like a choke is when you're leading with a few holes. Yeah, you, really. uh, a little, maybe a fade, could you say? Fade, yeah. Oh, no, well, no, no, no he, didn't, you know, he didn't play well enough there, but sometimes that just happens, doesn't it? Um, some good, uh, so Paul Waring qualified for the Open. Paul Waring is our new front cover man. Uh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. So that's that's good news, um, and it's good to have him, and also brilliant to see Robert Rock, who has got such a good record in uh, Lynx tournaments. Of course, he was also the runner-up when who won the Irish Open? Can you remember? No. <laughs> um. Famously, oh, Shane Lowry. Yes, was so it? Shane Lowry famously won the Irish Open yes. as an amateur. So Robert Rock was second. Obviously, didn't win the trophy, but he did win the winners' check. So I think it was always well. He has actually won another massive event in, in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Yeah, where he beat Tiger. Didn't yeah, he? but it was for for a long time. His biggest check was uh, when he finished second in the Irish Open. Anyway, that's an assault. Almost shot uh, 59, didn't he, on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. How that, well, it, he missed the putt left, but it was a great looking putt, mm. perfect pace. So, yeah, so John Rahm now, won the Irish Open, you know, he's he could, could he be lifting the claret jug in two weeks' time? I'd love to see it, yeah. Um, he's only 24 years old, only been pro three years. I think Rahm is like the leader in this new generation of players who come straight out of uni or college, as they call it in America, and just start winning on the PGA Tour. Like, he uh, he got to an incredible start as a pro, didn't he, three years ago. Remember, he almost won the Canadian Open in, like, his... Something like um, Matt Wolf in, like, his fourth event or something. Um, won three Rolex Series events in three years. Yeah, just... I mean, he's um, won eight times. He's player. won eight proper pro events, hasn't he? Yeah, beat Tiger Woods in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. 
He, he's, a, he's a seriously good player. And he won't have the longest odds, I don't think, either. Even though he's just one, I think you can get him, you're going to be able to get him around 20 to 1, which is very, very strong odds because of the people who will be favourites, and especially Rory will be quite a short price favourite. It will boost the odds for some of the other players. So, uh, Ram, I think, should definitely. And why else do we, and when I say we, me and you particularly like John Rahm? And at the Open? Oh, of course, because um, he was in the curry house with us last year at Carnoustie, wasn't <laughs> exactly. he? I mean, I can eat a curry, and I eat a lot of curry. But you eat two curries at once, don't well, you? Well, exactly. That's, that's the way forward. Why, why have one curry when you can have two? But that curry that last year was humongous, and uh, it was really good to see. I must say, I, was, I think about this a little bit. Listeners, you must think that Tom Clark is ginormous. Well, I am. What <laughs> I'm going to really pay you a compliment here. He's uh, he's not ginormous. He's just slightly large. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said. That I'm saying I'm slightly fat. <laughs> uh, I'm slightly fat too. But uh, yeah, John Rahm is is a very big unit, isn't he? That's what I noticed in that curry house. Yeah. He was. Uh, he's, but the thing is, that's it. He that's why he hits the ball so far. Yeah. He's he doesn't leave much behind, and he's one of these guys. He's not he's not he's not one of these guys where you see very tall and thin and. You know, it's all about timing. He's power, isn't he? He just goes through it, hits the ball as hard as he can. You can see it as well in his swing. You know, you wouldn't say that his swing is the most majestic thing in the world. You wouldn't say it's the, it's not like an Ernie Els swing. You know, Ernie Els is a big guy, but he's got a nice, smooth, swil- silky swing. Whereas Ram, he just gives it, <laughs> gives it all, and you can see it, him, and you can see take he swings himself off his feet, really, doesn't he? And um, but he showed on Sunday that he has such incredible control. And he's got he's got some good imagination, like all these Spanish players do as well. He had, he's in a few awkward spots coming down that back night, and he just played some incredible shots, didn't he? So great to see. And I just like I just love watching Lynx golf tournaments. They're just brilliant. I just think they look they just look better sometimes. You know, when they've got proper rough up, they've got some nice views out to see. I thought it was looked. Yeah, I don't think much of the course on the PGA Tour, and Lahinch absolutely trumped it by miles. It's a great watch, isn't it? Yeah. And there's so many memorable holes, especially like those two blind ones and the fourth that's blind that goes right onto the road at the back and then a blind par three as well. I've never really seen that before. Yeah, I've played a couple of blind par threes and you always think, oh, it's a bit um, it's a bit hit and miss. Where have I played a blind par three? Or it might have been in a... Where was that? It had like a punch bowl green. That was at Temple Golf Course which is, where is that, in Surrey? I've never heard of that. Oh, well, you need to look it up. You play, yeah, you could, the green is is hidden in almost a crater, and you're just like, oh, you've got to hit it over there. I think there's a marker. And then you get down there, and you're like, oh, I'm on the green. On the subject to that, I played uh, Bude last week in North Cornwall, and yes, yeah, so many blind shots. There were two blind greens, and pretty much on every hole, because there's blind shots all over the place, there's signposts with just, like, the number. Yeah. And... This leads me on to something my dad did. He holed a hybrid from the fairway for par after losing his <laughs> tee shot. And it was one of those where it's a completely blind green. We were looking for the ball for a few minutes, couldn't find it. So I went to take the flag out to putt, putt out and yeah, his ball was in there. Boom. That's it. So I don't mind. Some people don't like. They're quite scary because they you are, don't know pay, and, where to it's miss. It's one of those ones where if you're playing a place for the first time... Um, it's very different because 
if you don't know what's behind the dune in front of you and then there's blind shots where you think oh I know exactly where to put this I need to put it to the slightly to the right of the marker or whatever uh, so Brancaster uh, is, is one of those places which has incredible incredible links tests but there's lots of those blind shots where you just have to kind of like okay well, I think it's about it there and you, and you usually are fine so uh, and also, where else did we play? Burnham and Barrow. There's a few as well, aren't there? Where, where we played in uh, in November. There's one particular one I can think right. The tenth t- tee. Yeah, right at the top. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So we played that twice, didn't we? On day one, I was petrified because I didn't know where it was. And then you get down there and you're like, oh, there's loads of room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. That's that's it. It's the uh, it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Am I hitting into someone's back garden over there or something like that? Um, <laughs> which I am. I'm very good at doing that. Another blind hole. Uh, Ipswich, Perdis Heath, the fourth there. You hit the fairway, kind of drops into like a cliff area, and the green is down there. And yeah, um, I remember going about twenty yards along of the green there. Yeah. You know, it's tricky. But I think it's one of those ones where if you know the course better than you can do well. Um, also this week. Just gone. Another big name one. And a big name because he's someone that we've been chatting about uh, recently because he's only just turned pro. But Matthew Wolfe won the 3M Open. Um, the 20-year-old won in just his third start as a pro and fourth start on the PJ Tour. To put that into some context, Rory McIlroy won on his 18th start. Tiger, 19th. Kupka, 22nd. Spieth, 24th. Dustin Johnson, 28th. Shambo 40th. Justin Thomas, 43rd. So it says here. So it shows he's well ahead of those guys. And um, it means that he actually now secures his card till 2021. And also he's in the Masters and the PGA Championship next year. And it was an incredible finish because um, him and DeChambeau were going going down the last few holes very close. Uh, DeChambeau was in the, the group ahead of Wolf. DeChambeau eagled the 18th to go one shot clear uh, on 20 under. Wolf then... Hits his second just off the green and then holds a monster putt for Eagle to go to 21 under. And uh, DeShamer couldn't believe it when he saw it go in. But yeah, it was a really, really exciting finish to an end of a, a pretty decent tournament. Wolf, this is the best stat I think of the year, has climbed from a world ranking of 1,659th to 135th. That's quite a rise, isn't it? Yeah, wow. Yeah. You think he's got like seven... <laughs> You're lost for words, Elliot. Exactly. He he turned pro three tournaments ago. He's playing six out of the next seven weeks or something, just hoping to secure his card for next year. He goes and wins in his third start, 15 quicker than Rory McIlroy did it, 16 quicker than Tiger... And he's secured his card for the next two years. He's got in the Masters for next year, the PGA. He's won, I don't know how much he won, probably $1.5 million or something. Um, yeah. Incredible. It, it, I mean, it's... He, and he's only 20 he's, years old. He's made it. He's made it already, hasn't he? He was born in 1999. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. You can hardly talk. When were you born? 95. Exactly. He's younger than me. <laughs> he's, young, he's younger than you. And... Um, yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's an incredible story when you think about it. I think the, the thing which we, I think we both talked about this morning, he doesn't get into the Open this year, which I think is a massive blow because he's two weeks away from the Open Championship, just one on the PGA Tour. It'd be really good to see him at the Open and, 
He's not there. Yeah, no offence to GM cover star Paul Waring, but he finished seventh at the Irish Open and Matt Wolf just won a PJ Tour event and doesn't qualify. So I think the RNA should look at that for next year. Well, maybe. I, I mean, I don't think we should loop... Like, Paul Waring is not the issue here, or there being three spots at the Irish Open is not the issue because, actually, I think they should be there. Definitely. But I don't know why the winner... You could just... you could, you could They could have something which just says, if you win in the month before the Open on the PGA Tour, then you would definitely... Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, oh, you've got... If you're the highest placed person who hasn't already qualified, just if you win. Because I think it's such... It is so hard to win. Ask Rafa Cabrera It's very hard to win. And um, I think he... Well, yeah. Be he does... I think he is playing this week, isn't he? At the John Deere Classic? Uh, Wolf? Yeah. Yeah. So the John Deere Classic does have... Uh, some open spots or has a open spot yeah if you're in the top five if you're in the top five and haven't qualified so he does have a chance still to get to Bolt Rush but obviously going back to back is going to be tricky Um, but yeah is he going to be so he's won now there's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, highlights on him the the spotlight is going to be firmly on him whenever he now tees it up Um, do you think he's going to be this guy who can move up from 135th in the world to top 50 or top 20 player in the world I think so yeah at the age of 20 to do that is very impressive won the NCAA Division 1 as well he's the third person in history to win that and a PJ Tour event in the same year after Tiger and Ben Crenshaw so uh, yeah I mean you look at his swing and you think surely he's going to have one or two bad years where he just completely loses his game you look at players like even Danny Willett lost his game for two years. Surely Matt Wolf is going to go through the doldrums, but perhaps not. Perhaps he is really a special talent. Why, uh, why do you say about say that about his swing? For, for, the, for, the, for people who may have not seen him, him um, hit a ball. Very twitchy to start with, and then he takes the club very much outside. And uh, say the club head should be like behind your head at the top of the swing. His club head is out in front of his head, and then he kind of like loops it and drops it in. Uh, it's a, it looks it's, like it relies on timing a lot. Yeah, but it's a, it is a unique looking swing. Isn't that great about golf, though? I know. That we have him, and then we have the power of John Rahm, and then I've mentioned Ernie Els already, and then you look at Rory, and all these do, they all swing the club differently, but they can all get it round. Look at the Shambo. I mean, yeah. the Shambo's just, you know, torn up torn up the book or actually gone back to an old style of playing and uh, these guys are all playing they're all doing well they can all get it doesn't matter how how you do it as long as you get the ball in the hole isn't it so uh, I think it's good that he's on there you you could well be right that he might have swing issues but he seems to be doing very well at the moment well it so, held up under pressure didn't it yeah exactly exactly so um, I I think yes yeah, let's I hope he's a he's one, he's another one of these guys who, who who comes through the ranks. Do you think he'll make the Ryder Cup team next year? I think that's pushing it, but you never know. He's going to have to do well. How long ago is that? How long have we got for? We've got about a a year of before the Ryder Cup team. Year announced. and oh, actually, no, a bit more than that. A year and a bit. Fourteen months, fifteen yeah, months. So maybe. he's 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 got a chance now because he's going to be pla- he's going to be teeing up in the in the events. I'd and love the- to see him and Victor Hovland in the Ryder Cup because they're both teammates <laughs> at um, <laughs> Oklahoma State. Yeah, and they are the new breed. Colin Morikawa as well. What a great performance! I mean, he he had two very close chances on the last two holes, especially seventeen. I don't know how it didn't go in. 
it just clearly yeah. wasn't his day because he yeah. hit a perfect putt. Another amateur. That they said actually, oh, I Sorry. saw that, and they said uh, the whole day. They obviously the TV commentators have seen that putt all day long. They all seem to be hitting it from around the same area. It always does, and they could not believe it didn't go in because it. I think it just didn't turn left where everybody else's putt seemed to just turn left at the end. So um, it's very unlucky. So that was his fourth start as a pro, and he finished one shot shy. Yeah, I don't know if he's playing the John Deere this week, but yeah, he looks an incredible talent as well, and he's he's young as well. I think he's twenty two or twenty three. Good to have another good Colin back at the top of the golf leaderboards. Yeah. Other than Colin Montgomery, can you think of another good golf Colin? Um, yeah, listeners, do you know any Collins? <laughs> I'm just trying to think. That's a name that's obviously been missing for a while. Um, there was a, someone else, a bit of a blast from the past, who did... Who, talking of people who won when they were very young and a lot of hope was put on them, uh, Rio Ishikawa is probably the man most hope was ever put on when he started winning events when he was 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, he's now a little bit older. He's still not 30. But he won uh, his first title since 2016 at the Japan PJ Championship. That was his 15th professional victory. And to put that into context, he's now back inside the world's top 200, um, having been out of it. But he was one of these guys. He was supposed to be a megastar. He was, whenever there's an Open Championship round he was always in one of the feature groups because he had so much coverage from uh, the Asian TV networks and stuff like that uh, do we now think that Ishikawa perhaps now the pressure's slightly off him now do you think we're going to see the best of him or do you think that this is just going to be another just you know flash in the pla- flash, flash in the pan and we'll just see him every now and then popping up saying he's won yeah I think what you just said there is correct um <laughs> It's a very difficult. I didn't actually watch the Japan PJ Championship. Well, no, 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 neither did I. I mean, we don't have. But when you think about how much pressure was on him as a young man, uh, you know, late teenager, early twenties, where he we used to get so much attention, and whenever you used to see him at the Open, he was surrounded by media, and you think he hasn't really, you know, he's won a few tournaments, but he hasn't done anything really, really huge, and there was. I think he just went into some of those big taunts with so much pressure on him uh, that he was he was always going to be destined to fail. So maybe he's one of these guys who actually gets turns into a better golfer actually when he's 30 and he's got a bit more life experience and actually can deal with pressure. Hopefully he's got plenty of experience at the top level, hasn't he, with with um, loads of PJ Tour experience, web.com experience, major experience. Yeah, he's clearly got the game. But the Japan Tour is very competitive. Mm. Some great players on that, like Yuta Ikeda and Shugo Imahira, who we've seen in two majors already this year. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama's obviously flying the flag for... The, yeah, the Asian, Asian order of merit is a very strong uh, um, merit look at the world of golf now, isn't it? Who's top of that at the moment? Uh, is 
It's not Hendy, is it? No, Hendy's second. I think. Who is it? Oh, I know. It's, oh, it's um, Jazz. Yes, but no, yeah, that's um, why I made you say it. Come on, what's his surname? Jazz Jana Watananond. <laughs> um, who's who? Whenever he tees up in, in Europe, has been doing really well. So it shows that there is some match of very good standard. Playing at the Open next week, of course. Exactly, yeah. After winning the Colon Career Open, yeah. as we mentioned. Uh, also, it is the Olympics next year in Tokyo, so maybe Rio Ishikawa wow, may like feature that. in that. Well, yeah, he's gonna, I think he's going to have to play a bit better and increase his world ranking at the moment. But, yeah, I imagine, oh, that's going to put even more pressure on him. Well, he'll, yeah, he'll have to get inside the top two, won't he? Top two Japanese yeah. golfers. Um, and he's probably, I don't know who they probably would be. Probably top five at the moment. Yeah, so he's got a chance if he keeps on doing well and winning. So, uh, that's, I've, I've forgotten about that. That's a that's a good aside there. Um, there was another uh, event at the weekend as well, the LPGA Thornbury Creek Classic. Shanshang Feng won uh, by one from Aria Jitanagan. <laughs> Thank you. I cannot, I can, I'm dreadful at pronouncing people's surnames. After she birded the last, uh, she finished. Now, listen to this. She finished on 29 under par. That's decent golf, isn't it? Yeah, but it was clearly a, like a pitch and putt course <laughs> because <laughs> oh, no, but, but. I was looking down and Jodie Hewitt Shadoff shot like 11 under par for the week and she was like 53rd. Yeah. It obviously was uh, not the the biggest challenge that they've had. But like, still, I could not shoot 29 uh, under 29 par. Over and Randall, then last, so. last week I was saying, oh, the 3am open, it's going to be scores of 30 under par winning. And then I saw that they'd actually grown the rough up. So did you take that bet? Because I know you I asked did, Paddy Power. I, I, did, I didn't, I didn't. No? So, um, yeah, come on, Paddy Power, you never replied to me. Well, I'm glad I didn't because I would have lost. No, that's some serious golf. Very impressive. Amy Yang was third, I think, and then Sung Hyun Park, the new world number one, was like fifth as well. So very uh, strong field there and a good event, albeit course was too easy. Well, I know, but well, it was the same for everybody, wasn't it? And talking of that about the course being the same for everybody. Let's move on to our slightly bigger discussion of the week, and that is John Daly has been declined a buggy for the Open. Um, so John Daly at the PJ Championship was allowed to drive around in a buggy for the, uh, for the four tournament rounds, actually for the whole week, um, to play, his, uh, to play his, his golf. And... Um, this is obviously not something that's usually allowed, and he got special dispensation because he is suffering with uh, all kinds of issues with his leg. He thinks he's got a bit of arthritis. I think it's osteo, uh, osteoarthritis or something like that. Yes, yes. In so his right knee, his knee's not good, and he's obviously <laughs> uh, he's obviously not a small chap either. So he needs as much help as possible. So um, there's a few quotes. Should we say the quotes? Uh, yeah, I'll say, say one, them. you say the other, yeah? I'll say... Uh... Should we start with the RNA first? No, 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 no. we're going to end with the RNA. So, John, this is the quote from John Daly, okay? So John Daly just got the word, the RNA turned down my application to use a cart at the 2019 Open Championship. Quite disappointed they did not see it the same way as our PGA of America and PGA Tour sees it. Different continents, different laws? Question mark, question mark. That's question because Daly uses a buggy week in, week out on the Champions Tour. He does indeed, yeah. As a proud Open champion, I know what the Open Championship represents and what a special tournament it is. I believe all who have earned the right to compete should be afforded that right to compete and give it their best shot. While I trust the RNA's decision was made with good intentions, I could not disagree more with their conclusions. 
just visited my good friend, Dr. Jim Bradley, yesterday in Pittsburgh. He is the orthopaedic surgeon for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go Steelers, by the way. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, he reconfirmed my bicompartmental medial patella femoral degenerative... <laughs> Crikey, this is some long words here. He, uh, yeah, he just... He confirmed that he's uh, he's got arthritis in his right knee. Um, before that time comes, my plan is to give it a shot in two weeks at Port Rush. That's before he has a total knee replacement. Fingers crossed I can make it through the pain. See you in Ireland. Grip it and rip it, JD. So it sounds like even though he's not going to be given the uh, cart, he's going to play. That's brilliant news. So the RNA said, basically... Lahinch doesn't even sorry not Lahinch uh, Portrush doesn't even allow buggies, so that's why they are are not giving him one because the terrain is not suited. They also believe that walking the course is an integral part of the championship and is central to the traditions of Lynx Golf. So uh, another thing as well, they appreciate the difficulty John is facing and have full sympathy for him, as this is clearly a serious long-term condition, which I think was quite nice of them to yeah. at least acknowledge. So they're not just completely declining it but yeah that Eduardo Molinari tweeted saying well done to the RNA for taking a stance and making what I believe is the correct decision regarding golf buggies in major championships walking is part of the game I think um, I think that's all pretty nice everyone was chatting to each other pretty nicely there I mean do you think do you think that John Daly should have a buggy for the championship if he's struggling to get around the course I think so yeah I think he's he clearly does have a a very bad right knee. I know a lot of people on social media. Social media is a, quite a toxic place at times. Say, oh, it's all those cigarettes, it's all those diet cokes that he's drunk. But at the end of the day, he clearly does have a very dodgy right knee. He is an open champion. He does use a buggy week in week out on the Champions Tour. He did get one at the PGA. Mm-hmm. due to the Americans with Disabilities Act. So, yeah, it's a very hilly course. I, I get that Port Rush doesn't allow them. I get that the RNA believe that walking the course is an integral part of the championship. But uh, I do feel a little bit sorry for Daly, and, you know, he's not going to win anyway. And, that, and that, yeah. I think that's the issue with it, with it. And I understand why the Open have kind of reiterated what they believe, because... The thing which I think they fear is, is this going to be the start of something else? How long before someone else then says to them, oh, actually, I've got an injury, um, I need a buggy? And is it going to open up a bit of a can of worms for them that they're going to have to deal with? True. I guess Gary Player could say next year, August... Don't think... Oh, yes, Augusta, I, I'm past champion, I've got lifetime exemption. Could I play if I use a buggy? Well, he, do, well, he, doesn't, well, he doesn't have lifetime exemption for the Masters. They, they changed it, didn't they? Oh, have they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't know that. So, yeah, that's why the, old, the older guys don't play anymore in the Masters. So Are you Ga- sure about that? Yeah, yes. Gary, uh, Pla- Gary Player does not play in the Masters anymore. No, because... I thought he he did that by his own accord because he no. couldn't compete anymore. No, they they changed the rule on it, and it's the same that the Open changed the rule on it, saying that uh, Open champions could play up to the age of sixty five. I think, yeah, I think that's unless right. they had a top ten within the five years previous to that, or something along that line. It's the kind of like the uh, the Tom Watson rule because Tom 
so nearly won a course mm. in 2009. So, um, but it's great that Daly is going to play. Uh, also, on Daly, did you see what happened to him at the weekend? Please do inform us. He came over to England on a vacation where he was... Is that a holiday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where he's bitten by a spider. And I, haven't, I haven't seen this at all. <laughs> he tweeted, um, and he had to go to hospital for surgery, treated for sepsis and and whatnot. And, uh, this has all happened to John Daly over the weekend? Yeah. How on earth have I missed this? I don't know. But yeah, uh, hopefully... Did you dream this? No, I read it this morning. <laughs> hopefully he's okay. It sounds like they, they got there just in time and he'll be uh, at Portrush next week walking the golf course. So yeah, thoughts with John Daly. It's all it's all go, go, go for John Daly, isn't it? Yeah, like had the RNA known that, that he had the spider bite as well, perhaps they would have awarded him a buggy. But I would say I got an email from the RNA with the press release and the quotes and it didn't surprise me. As soon as I read the first line, I kind of knew that they were going to say yeah. no. Yeah, I don't think the uh, the open of all the uh, majors, they, and uh, yeah, maybe the masters, they have such strict rules, and I don't think they're going to change them. Another injured golfer from the past, Tiger Woods. What, <laughs> another another what, injured golfer from the past, Tiger Woods. Go would, on. Would they have allowed Tiger Woods to play if he said, you know, I've I've had some back surgeries, my back's not quite there. Can, it's, it's can a, I take it's a, a buggy? Fair, it's a fair one. And that's kind of, I think, what I was uh, trying to allude yeah. to before. And that's you've come up with an actually the, a very good example there. Because the chances are, these tournaments, if they get the chance to get Tiger there, then they'll probably bend over backwards, as it were. Uh, not that Tiger Woods can bend over backwards because he's got a bad back. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they, they, they do their absolute best to get these guys guys there so that's an interesting question I think John look John Daly does still get some um, good headlines and he does get a lot of support out on the course whenever I've seen him um, he always usually gets quite a few people following him because obviously he's still got that dramatic overswing um, which he still has and he still is an, he still is an incredibly good guy. Well, he's a legend isn't he he's yeah. somebody in decades that we'll still be talking about uh, we remember op- John Daly yeah. won the Open at St Andrews still you know people know him he, he's one of those guys who is known outside the golf world as well isn't he mainly not always for the right reasons but you know he's a character isn't he and we need characters so whatever happens I do it'd be good to see John Daly at Portrush it will yeah and um, we'll, we'll chase him chase him around the course probably not have to go that quick so um, maybe you could offer him to give him a piggyback or something Elliot possibly yeah is that allowed um, we would have to submit a request to the RNA I'd imagine do you think they could get some Sherpas in from Everest or something like that and they could because that then wouldn't be a buggy and then they'd have to carry John Daly around maybe the caddy could carry carry John Daly and the clubs <laughs> Am I going too far? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just thinking, just thinking out loud. Uh, uh, but yeah, well, but wait and see. If... I think he'll probably withdraw. Do you reckon? Yeah, I'm sure he said he could only walk like six holes. Okay, well, wait and see how he uh, how he goes. Um, another reasonably big news with Patrick Harrington having a little bit of a pop at Tiger Woods about his open preparation... Harrington said, if you're serious about trying to win the Open, you should be playing at least one, if not two, of the events running into it. And Tiger hasn't played for a little while. He hasn't played since... Since the PGA, I think. No, sorry, the US Open. Yes. Did he not play between the US Open and the Open? No. Fine. Um, How did he get on at Pebble Beach? I can't remember. 
He made the cut, didn't he? Yeah, he he finished in the in the in the pack, as it were. Um, now we said last week we think actually Tiger's playing an awful lot of golf and he's actually out and about um, playing as many links courses as he can around Scotland and Ireland, and that's why we haven't seen him. And actually, I think that might be better preparation than playing in maybe the three M Open in PGA Tour, which you know wasn't particularly strong and not very linksy. Definitely, he could have played the Irish Open, but with playing in a professional event does come a lot of pressure on his time and um, I don't think he wants that so yeah I think Harrington was talking about links events yeah yeah but as mentioned there is an awful lot of links golf courses around Scotland and Ireland and I'm sure Tiger is playing a lot of them at the moment also the bloke has won over a hundred times as a pro I think so so what? What's a few mu- a couple of weeks off? You know, he won the Masters a few months ago. He's not going to forget how to win a golf tournament if mm. he turns up with his best stuff. Yeah, which he, he may well could. But Har- had all this time but Harrington, off. Harrington, I don't know whether he's actually having a pop or just making a, a, a comment, really. Um, and Harrington is someone who will always speak his mind. So, uh, and Harrington obviously is someone that knows how to win Opens, as he won two of them. Um, and Harrington was playing quite well at the weekend, wasn't he? He did, yeah. Do you think Harrington is going to have a run at the Open this year? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Where do you think he's going to finish? Tied for seventh. Tied for seventh? No, I just made that up. Uh, probably... Tied for seventh? <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's a very odd. Where did that come into your mind there, that you're going to say tied for seventh? There? You I'm going to say, do you think he's going to finish top 20 or make the cut or what? Uh, yeah, I hope he makes the cut. Cool. Now, just, just remind me uh, of our predictions. Now, we had predictions last week about who was going to do well at both the Irish and the 3M yep. did any of us do any well no no I didn't think so you, you let me down with my betting tips as well because I asked you whether I should pick uh, pick Tony Finau or Bryce DeChambeau and you said Bryce DeChambeau I wouldn't really say that in public that you're asking me for betting tips I'm, just, no, I'm, I'm allowed tips to ask a pick no that's absolutely it that's, you've got to go and do some research and some, sometimes research can be asking other people's opinions I unfortunately asked your opinion last week and you said Bryce DeChambeau's playing rubbish at the moment and he very nearly won, didn't he? So, But never mind. He's playing very well now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Good. Good. Looking forward to seeing him play at the Open as well. So this week, we need to do some more predictions, don't we? Yeah. So we've got the Scottish Open and the John Deere Classic. The Scottish Open takes place at the Renaissance Club. This is next door to uh, courses such as Muirfield, Archfield, Gillane and North Berwick. What a the, part of the world. Yes, um, it's, it's an incredible incredible place. So the Renaissance Club is an exclusive golf club, so it doesn't feature in the Golf Monthly rankings, but yep. I would imagine it would be very high up there. Yeah, and I, spoke, Brilliant to, links I spoke to editor Mike Harris earlier, who has played it on several occasions, and he said, although you know it's not a very old course, we reckon it was open around 2008 uh, for play. He's played a couple of times, and although it's a new-ish links, it has got lots of these links like, uh, effects lots of runoff areas and you have to be um, you have to come up and be inventive with your shots especially around the greens and um, yeah it sounds like it could be a really nice place for the Scottish Open to be to take place and it should be good uh, practice ahead of, of the Open uh, there is a big field as you'd expect Roy McIlroy Justin Thomas Ricky Fowler Henrik Stenson Kevin Kisner Ian Poulter Lee Westwood Eddie Pepperell Matt Wallace and of course, defending champion Brandon Stone. So that's without even thinking, really. So, loads and loads of big names. It 
is definitely the the big tournament of the week when you compare compare it to the field field in the, in America. Um, last year, Stone, who's not actually had a very good year since since this, uh, he missed a six footer for fifty nine, but he won by four at Galane. Uh, there are three open places up for grabs for those who finish in the top 10 and who aren't already qualified for Port Rush. Are you looking forward to this? Yeah, definitely. Great to see Rory back playing Lynx Golf. Uh, I don't know much about the course really, apart from what we've said, so excited to see that. Kevin Kisner, I'm excited to see him because recently I've been trying to putt like him and it was working well he's quite a good putter so, so I, I think Kevin Kisner is one of the best putters in the world Ricky Fowler won the event didn't he in so yeah. I don't know when 2014 something like yeah. that Stenson been playing well recently loads of big name English players like Poulter Westwood Pepperell Pepperell went very well in Ireland last week he was three shots back I think and then yeah. he also was runner up here last year Pepper was so playing pretty decent. One of my tips. Um, yeah, really good week. One name we haven't mentioned there. I think Matt Cooch is playing. Yes. He is. I think Cooch, um, he's one of the guys I think who could do well around there. He's been playing amazing golf, really. Although he's been getting very negative headlines this year due to off course. And I can't believe you still like him, to be honest. I, I, I'm, not, I'm just talking about who I think... You're his only fan <laughs> remaining. <laughs> just thinking about, thinking about golfers who I think might have a good shot at winning the Scottish Open. I don't know the guy. He doesn't know me. I don't know him. So I'm not going to judge him for that. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to... I think Justin Thomas, who's had a bit of a quiet year. Maybe he's had a bit of injury issues and stuff like that. I think he might do quite well as well. So, um, yeah... For people who want my betting tips, do Google golf betting tips and click on the Golf Monthly article when you see it. Um, so who did you just say you're going to do? Eddie Pepper or anyone else you think is going and well? And Kisner. Oh. Kisner went very well at Carnoustie last year, didn't he? Did, he did, yeah. He was, he was right up there, faded away a little bit on the final round. So, um, no, I th- I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be really good. Uh, good and Rory as well. Hopefully Rory wins or at least goes well. Um yeah, I think he's missed the cut in this event a few times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be really nice to see him put in a good showing. Yep, and the other event happening this week is the John Deere Classic. Uh, this is at TPC Deer Run. Last year, Michael Kim won by a massive eight shots. Uh, Matt Wolf, as we mentioned earlier, is teeing up. He's his last chance to get to the Open, as does big Victor Hovland. Beep, beep, beep. Who would have thought that Matt Wolf would have won before Victor Hovland? Well, so, not you, but well, well done to Matt. Ooh. So uh, maybe you could pick the wrong. You picked the wrong Wolf, as it were. There. Yeah. So Big Vic still needs to earn his PJ Tour card. I mean, give him a chance. He's only played three times as well. So <laughs> you know, give the guy a chance. Perhaps he could win this week and earn a spot in the Open next week, and I could go and experience Victor Hovland in real life, which. Would- <laughs> Wow, that's a sentence I wasn't expecting you to say. Uh, there's also Ho Song Choi's playing. The yeah, man with the lasso swing. Is it lasso swing? What do we call it? Uh, the fisherman's swing. Fisherman's swing. And that is evidence of the weak field that they've had to invite Ho Song Choi. And last year, remember, there was a petition started online to get Ho Song Choi to the Open because of, he, he just missed out, didn't he, um, in qualifying for a Japanese tour. That was at the Korea Open. That was it. And... Um, He's got a chance. This, he's got a chance to qualify now if he puts in a, a good performance. 
I have no idea how well he's playing, but there is a chance that you'll see some funky videos this week. There is one open spot up for grabs for a top five finish, as long as no one else has, has qualified. So, yeah, other, actually, uh, who do you think is going to do well? I'm going to go for Big Victor Ovland. Cool. I'm going for Zach Johnson, who's got been runner up three times and won there. So uh, last week, go on. Zach Johnson dropped out of the world's top 100 for the first time in 15 years. So, uh, yeah, this could get him back up there. He's going to get back up. He changed his caddy as well. Have I made that up this year? Uh, yeah, sorry. He he, his caddy always does the he's birdie. He's Damon Green, wasn't he? Does the birdie dance whenever he gets a birdie. So, uh, yeah. Uh, on the subject of caddies, Matt Wolf got rid of J.P. Fitzgerald, Roy McIlroy's old caddy, and then won the Did very he get rid week. of it? Is that confirmed or...? Did they just not team up or what? They just did not team up. Okay. Well, so go. JP is... Uh, Maybe JP helped though, you know, I don't know. I would think he Possibly, would. but I doubt he would have got the 150 grand well, no. or whatever it is. I mean, if, you know, he... Albeit he, it doesn't he, I mean, he money. caddied for Rory McIlroy when Rory was winning majors, so I think he's, I think he's doing all right, to be honest with you. Good stuff. Now, have we got any questions, Elliot? Right, so we do have a couple of questions this week. We will start with... Tim Wilson from Facebook, who says... Hello, Tim Wilson. How do I accurately work out carry distance, etc., without the use of launch monitors? Uh, wow, that's an interesting question. Well, I think you just need to... Pl- you need to hit a lot of golf balls. Do you know what I'd like... Okay, the, stat- the, the advice I give you... No, look, this is not advice from a professional... Uh, or club professional. This is advice from a chopper. This is advice from a chopper, but someone who has uh, read an awful lot of pages of Golf Monthly over the years. And the, what I'd say is go and do some on-course practice and work out, especially in par threes or shots into greens, y- you know, pace out the yardage. And when you're hitting into greens, you can, you can find out quite easily how far you're hitting the ball because you can see it and also there's pitch marks and stuff like that that's a, a way of doing it um but you got any advice on that Elliot? that is exactly what i would have said yeah oh really oh not, use, you're not smirking at me anymore no Good. yeah use your laser or your gps device if you've got a gps measure to the front of the green and then work out where your ball's landing against that or if you've got a laser just use the pin and if you land four yards short of 156 yards from the pin, that's you know how far you've hit that one. I and mean, if you've got a good range, depending on your club or where you, wherever you live, you can also do that as well because you can then, uh, you know, find a find a something that you can mark. It doesn't have to be flat. I don't depends what's on your range. It might be a tree or something like that. But there's usually something that you can laser or um, you know the yardage of uh, obviously it's hard you can't really pace out on a range that's what I'm saying on call stuff is, is, is pretty decent yeah uh, definitely get yourself a laser range finder if you haven't though because they're very good for accuracy yeah and you can get some they're quite good deals on those at the moment so do look out for that uh, right Mike Otto on Twitter Mike Otto fantastic name how do I stop Duffing slash thinning chips and pitches. Hashtag short game ways. <laughs> Seems to be people asking me for golf advice, which is worrying because I haven't got that. So what I'd, what I'd say again is, this is a good one. Who, was, who did I see doing this the other day? I can't remember. A good one is you take your wedge, but do a putter stroke. Yes, <laughs> Elliot? 
<laughs> go on, carry on. <laughs> you, why are you looking at me like I'm talking in Japanese? Um, yeah, so if it's, I think some people sometimes just get the ball in the wrong posi- position. They get their weight on the wrong foot. Just do a nice neutral position as if you were have, having a putt. Take your wedge and, and, and just do a putter stroke and see if that helps. Because that's a different way of doing it. What other way would you say? Uh, I would say... He's talking about pitches as well. So from maybe like 10 or 20 yards, try to pick up the club a bit more. So go a little bit steeper and so you create some width. I think a lot of people go very inside and don't create any width, whereas you want to like get it out in front of you, which means you can then deliver the club easily with a nice rhythm with lots of pace instead of going inside and then you know going really fast like that. Uh, there's, some brilliant, there's some brilliant arm movements going from Elliot, which you can't see. And the last thing I say on that, again, this is not advice from someone who is professionally taught or anything like that, just someone who reads a lot of great tip articles uh, on the Golf Monthly website and the Golf Monthly magazine, is don't just you take your wedge. You know, try other clubs. Try a 9-iron, try a 7-iron. You know, have a little bit or of Or even a putter. Exactly. Just well, find something that works for you because that is, you know, it might not be, oh, I want to hit my 60-degree wedge well actually no that's really hard to hit and actually that doesn't give you much um parameters either side you know that's why you're going to start maybe topping him or duffing them whereas actually if you just take a nice nine iron or something like that you might be able to chip it onto the green a bit easier uh right fake steve warley who says uh hey what's this guy's name at fake steve warley hello fake steve warley who's the real steve warley uh we're actually, we've already answered this. Matt Wolf, real deal in the long term or flash in the pan? Real deal or flash in the pan? Well, we have actually already spoken about that. Um, I'm going to say real deal. I'm going to say real deal as well. Right, back to Facebook. Some more swing advice here. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Help, I can't stop dipping in my backswing. It sounds awkward. Get somebody to hold a golf club up and rest it on your head with the grip section on your head and just make sure that you keep your head up against the grip. A bit like what Steve Williams used to do with Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah and you probably uh, see a video of that on if you, you Google it or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good advice. I'm not going to try I'm not going to say anything for that because I wouldn't know where to start with that. Ah, you'll like the sound of this guy. Jason. Jason Boozer. Wow, that is a good name. Uh, he says, Jason Boozer, is that your real name? If so, congratulations. Yeah, That's um, the best name in history. Get in touch, Jason. Is that your real name? Although Boozer is capped down, it's not a capital B. So perhaps... Maybe not then. This is his nickname. Um, who is going to win the Open, he says. Wow. Well, that's a thing I might be able to help you out with, or maybe not. Uh, who's going to win the Open? I am going to be backing Roy McIlroy. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Uh, that's who we want to win, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Would you ra- now we can say it? Would you rather Rory one or Tiger one? I w- uh, I'll say it again. I don't know. Until we're coming down the back nine and it's Woods and Rory in the final group, I don't know who I'd cheer for. But yeah, it'd be great to see Rory win a major, wouldn't it, in his hometown or his home country after what five years? Yeah. It's been so long. I've worked here for three years now and I haven't seen Roy McIlroy win a major. Indeed. But yeah, McIlroy is definitely 
the second biggest name in golf aside from Tiger Woods. When you look at website numbers, social media interactions, etc., McIlroy is clear of the pack apart from Woods. And just to wrap up your questions, what I'd say is that next week, myself and Elliot, hello Elliot, We'll be at Portrush. We will do be doing our podcast from Portrush. We'll obviously be doing a huge preview of there, um, giving you a bit of insight about the course, about where it's being held, and the players uh, going into it, including who we think is going to do well there, um, not just Rory. So do tune in next week where we'll be uh, yeah recording from Portrush, which we're all very excited about. Yeah, it'd be good to see John Rahm do well as well. Probably an outside pick or he'll be one of the favourites but not one of the the top like five yeah our DJ as well it'd be great to see him and we need to give some insight about I think this is the thing that people really want to know about who is having the curries in Port Rush yes you know who know, who, who do we see out and about because we see a lot of the golf, a lot of the golfers are just hide away in their houses but we want to see the guys who are out and about maybe enjoying uh, some of the nightlife before the tournament goes out and um, who, you know, who's really getting involved with where they're playing? Yeah, we need to go for a curry on Tuesday night again. Yeah, let's do Check it. Check it out. Let's do it. Let's so do last it. year we were in the curry house with... Uh, who was there? Oh, it was a who's who in the golfing world, wasn't was, it? Can you remember? There was three... I can think of three golfers. Can you remember the same? Uh, John Rahm, Shabanka Sharma... And? Stuart Sink yes. and his wife. Uh, we had Pete Cowan as well, Gary Woodland's coach. And possibly another... Who we well, there must have been another that we didn't know because well, it's yes. a very big field. But yeah, perhaps that is the pre-open ritual for these players. Well, I think we'll definitely go for coming on Tuesday. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll see if there's yeah, there's any good uh, any other good goss around. We'll let you know. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to next week. But before next week, we have to do the quiz. We have to do it because you guys love it. Well, it was a drubbing last week, wasn't it? No yes, other I thrashed word. you. So you're going to be trying to bounce back, aren't you? So I'm 17-11 up now. Yeah, but we think... Close the gap to six. I do worry because you keep counting the score. and my, I don't seem to be going up as quick as you, but never mind. Uh, so, ten questions. Play along at home. Here we go. Question one. John Rahm has now won two Irish Open titles in three years, 2017 and 2019. But can you tell me in which year he posted a better score? All right. That's a very good question, Sam. I, I, I don't know. That's a, yeah, 50-50 to start with. What was his winning total this year? I, I can't remember. Um, let's hide our notes as well. Okay. Let's just, I've, got, I've got it on there. Relax. Okay. Question two. What is Rahm's best result in a major championship? Wow. Well, point each for year, place and tournament. Right. Um, okay. I'm going for something that I know. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we've probably gone for the same answer there. Okay. Question three. Matthew Wolf secured his first PJ Tour win from his fourth start at the 3M Open. But can you tell me how many years exemption the win has earned him? Yes. We've already mentioned that, haven't we? Question four, what was Wolf's aggregate score for the week? Closest wins. Oh, I'm going to try. I know the under. So what's that? I'm having to do maths. This is too early to do maths, isn't it? Oh, Elliot's 
Elliot's very quiet. He's trying to do maths. Is that right? I think that's right. <laughs> Are you any good at countdown? Do maths? Sometimes. <laughs> that, says, that says no then. Uh, question five. Who is the current world number one golfer in the women's game? You said this earlier. Oh, it's changed this week though. Is that... <laughs> I've written a name I'm not sure even sure that's the right name it's going to sound like a, who's that American guy let's not talk about that no no question six no. it didn't change this week by the way I was only joking mm. I don't want to is install, that a double bluff don't want to install dirty is that tactics a, is that a double bluff uh, question six which oh right okay which Spanish golfer has the most wins on the European tour Rafa Cabrera Bello Adrian Otegu or Jorge Campillo we're just talking about Rafa. It's got to be Rafa, hasn't it? Or is it a trick question? <laughs> well, let's we'll find out in a minute. Question seven. In the last 80 years, there have been seven players to win on the PJ Tour before the age of 21. Name three to get a point. Sorry, say that again? I know. Let's, I'm going to say it again because I have to read it again. In the last 80 years... There have been seven players to win on the PJ Tour before the age of 21. Name three to get a point. So that does not include 21-year-olds, does it? I don't know. I don't know. I've... In the last 80 years, there have been seven players to win on the PJ Tour before 21. Y uh, yes, I'd say so. I don't know. Oh, now I, oh, I don't know now. Are we allowed to list loads and just hope that three are correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, cool. Uh, I can't think of loads. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. Question eight. Four different South Africans have won the Scottish Open over the years. Name them, point for each. Good grief. I'm just trying to think of South African golfers. Point for each, did he say? Yeah. So I think we can only name four then, do you think? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. You right there? What a shout that is. Hello? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, no. You seem a bit more buoyant all of a sudden. I'm worried. Question nine. Which course has hosted the Scottish Open the most times? Loch Lomond, Castle Stewart, or Glen Eagles, in brackets, Kings. Okay. I've missed the Loch Lomond days. It used to be on BBC. Yeah, that's... They were some of the earliest tournaments I watched as a, a child, really, and a golfer. Yeah, they, that, the best thing was because I'm on BBC. Yeah. I agree. Uh, question 10. In what state is the John Deere Classic held in? I think I know that. I think I know that. Wow, right. So this is going to take some marking. So, question one. John Rahm has now won two Irish Open titles in three years, 2017 and 2019. But can you tell me in which year he posted a better score? You uh, said... 2019. So did I. It was 2017. Great. Absolute joke. How do I get that those wrong every time? Yeah, so do I. Anyway... Question two, what is Ram's best result in a major championship point each for year place at tournament? 
I should, shall I go first? Yeah. I said third, 2019 US Open. Hey, I went tied fourth at the 2018 Masters. Ooh. Third, 2019 US Open. Oh. oh. Point each for year, place, and tournament. So I get three, you get none. What? Sam, I, look, Sam, I, that is a horrendous question. That's, look, don't care. I, I just went for what I could remember, and I can only just, I can only remember this. But year. yeah, great answer, Tom. Well done. Indeed, I watched the US Open. So did I. <laughs> question three. Matthew Wolf secured his first PJ Tour win from only his full start at 3M Open, but can you tell me how many years exemption the win has earned him? Two years? Two years, I said. Two years. Right. Ah, this is the one. What was Wolf's aggregate score for the week? Closest wins. Two, six, three. I've, I've put two, six, three as well. Okay. Does that mean that we've both got it right? Yes, it was two, six, three. Good maths. It was two, eight, four, minus 21, wasn't it? Well, yes, that's it. Well, well done. That's exactly what I did. Uh, <laughs> you could go and count down. Maybe. Maybe not. Who is the current world number one golfer in the women's game? Sung Yun Park. Sung Young Park. That's what you said. So is it right? Sung Young Park. Thank you very much. Well done. I didn't know that until you said earlier. You give me an answer there. How, how does that make you feel? Fine. Oh, okay. Uh, right, question six. Which Spanish golfer has the most wins in the European Tour? Cabrera Bello, Ategu or Campillo? I have gone for Ategu. I went for Cabrera Bello. It's not, not Jorge, because he won for the first time this year, didn't he? I believe so. The answer is Cabrera Bello. Oh. oh. I thought it was a trick question. I needed that. I thought it After was... you got three points for question two and Ooh. I got zero. Oh, don't, don't. Question seven. In the last 80 years, there have been seven players to win on the PJ Tour before the age of 21. Name three to get a point. Who did you go for? Wolf, Woods, Spieth and Nicholas. Oh, okay. I've gone Wolf, Woods, Spieth and McElroy. Oh. Was McElroy, wasn't it? What? <laughs> <laughs> he... Sorry, the answers to this are joke. So <laughs> Matthew Wolfie. This is this is what this is what he's this is what he's written. Matthew Wolfie, goat. Sevy, Phil Mick, Raymond Freud, Roars, Jordan. <laughs> so, Wolf Tick, Woods Tick, Spieth Tick. I got four, but actually you can only have three. Yeah, I got three. You got three. You had Wolf. Wolf, Woods. Goat and Spieth-y. And you said Nicholas a little bit. Those answers. So that's three. I've got another three there. Come on. Uh, oh, this is another one. Oh, no, you were confident about this. Four different South Africans have won the Scottish Open over the years. Name them. I've gone Player Stone Els Goosen. Oh, I've gone Player Stone Els and from the old Loch Lomond days, Tim Clark. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Elliot was just uh, showing me how Tim Clark used to putt with his long putter. That was the oddest thing I've ever seen. That's a probably an amazing shout. Yes, Clark, Eld, Goose and Stone. Oh, I was going to put Goose and... So, I, so you, we both got three there. Yeah. Oh, got away with that. Wait, say it again. It wasn't player. No. 
It wasn't player. Did you get player? I put player. So you only got two? No, I got Stone, Els and Clark. So, oh, yes. I didn't get Goosen. Yes, yes. So and not. look, I've actually written Goosen and crossed him out. That was a very good shout on Tim Clark. Uh, question nine. What course associated the event the most times? Lock Lomond, Costa or Glen Eagles? Lock Lomond. I said Lock Lomond as well. Lock Lomond. So, should we have a count up? Oh, I've lost. One, two, three, four, five, eight, eight, nine, ten, eight, nine. <laughs> oh, 13. I've got 11. Oh. In what state is the John Deere Classic held in? Illinois. 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 Oh. So, <laughs> so you beat me by two, and I only got one question less correct than you. Don't blame me. Blame Sam. Well done, Sam. What a fantastic that Sam, quiz. that's your worst quiz to date. I disagree. That was very unfair. That was absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. So what's the score? 17-12. 17-12. Narrowing the gap. Well, that was exciting, wasn't it? Did you guys do better than us? Probably. Um, you know, and we're going to have a special open quiz next week. I think I've just made that up. So Sam, no pressure. Um... <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be, we will be back next week live. Well, it won't be live, but we will be recording from Portrush. Um, we could have a few special guests involved. Yeah, just, just look out for us. And we may do an extra podcast as well that week, depending on, on how time's going and stuff like that. Remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and check us out on social media, at Golf Monthly on Twitter and Instagram, and Golf Monthly Magazine on Facebook. Until then, Elliot... Don't forget your passport next week. No, I'll see you at the airport. Will do. Will do. Uh, the Guinnesses are going to be on you. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Right. Till next week. Cheers. Bye bye.